Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on Election Day, which is really just the beginning of Election Week, which was part of Election Month when uh, ballots actually first went out. And uh, we do hope we will get some uh, really interesting uh, conversation coming up this evening. So stay with us uh, throughout the day today here on KSL News Radio as we follow uh, all the happenings there. And uh, we will uh, have that uh, special programming tonight beginning at 7 p.m. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, uh, Doug Wright, and myself will uh, get you from 7 to 10 or so or 11-ish. We'll see what time results start coming in uh, and what happens next there. Uh, we're just uh, standing by. We're waiting for uh, Scott Rasmussen uh, to join us. Uh, brand new uh, article out by him on Deseret.com uh, yesterday that we want to get to when it talks about the uh, – Everyone always talks about the polls in uh, 2016 being so wrong as it related to President Trump. And uh, the interesting thing is that it really wasn't the polls that were wrong. It was the pundits that got it wrong in terms of interpreting those polls and uh, what they chose to ignore. So we're going to get that. We're standing by. Uh, Hopefully, Scott will be able to join us in just a minute. Uh, and uh, a couple other things just to, to keep in mind as we roll through the day today. Again, you need to make sure that your ballot uh, is postmarked by 8 p.m. tonight. You can also drop it off at the uh, polling drop-off locations, and uh, you want to make sure you get that in with plenty of time to spare so there's no question in terms of uh, your ballot being counted and on path. Uh, while we're waiting for Scott, uh, I've been keeping my eye on uh, the first press conference that uh, Joe Biden has had in almost 90 days. Uh, he uh, was on the teleprompter to begin, and uh, but I believe he's starting uh, to, uh, to take some questions from the reporters uh, who are in a gymnasium in Wilmington, Delaware campaign stop today. And uh, do we have sound on that, Amber? Let's go. Uh, let's go live. This is Joe Biden again. First press conference he's had in almost ninety days. A lot of this focusing on the coronavirus. Stand by. And finally, we need to protect the populations most at risk: our seniors, our black and brown populations, Native communities that are being hit the hardest, vulnerable populations with pre-existing conditions. Know that this continued growth in case numbers is causing a lot of fear and anxiety. People, especially older Americans and those with loved ones in nursing homes, I get calls all the time. They're simply scared. They're frightened. This isn't just taking a toll on their physical health. 
It's an emotional cost as well. We can't expect vulnerable populations to quarantine indefinitely without support. And I want them to know that their health and safety will be my responsibility if I'm your president. And I will not abandon you. You know, these are five fairly straightforward steps that are going to help defeat this pandemic. And if you suspect that a lot of these steps are the same sorts of things I was talking about in March when I released my first COVID-19 response, you'd be right. And it feels like you're hearing the experts talk about the same issues for months, you'd be right. These have always been the steps the government needed to put in place to meet the threat. Statewide lockdowns that so many Americans lived under for months were intended to buy us time to get our act together. Instead of using that time to prepare ourselves, Donald Trump squandered it. Now, here we are. More than three months later, we're hardly better prepared than we were in March. Infections are on the rise. The threat of massive spikes that overwhelm the capacity of our health care system is on the horizon. Americans, anxious and out of work, are fearful for their lives and their livelihoods. And Donald Trump is doing next to nothing about it. All right, that's uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, Looks like he's still on the teleprompter. I thought he had begun his uh, question and answer, although one of our texters said those will be staged as well. I don't know if those are going to pull up on the teleprompter or not. Uh, Really interesting. Uh, Obviously, it's really tough to uh, go off of a teleprompter uh, when you only have just a few chairs in front of you, a couple of reporters socially distanced in a gymnasium in Wilmington, Delaware, um, and nothing really unexpected other than he would have done a better job uh, than President Trump in dealing with the virus. Uh, he said that Trump squandered the time that uh, the country was in lockdown. Uh, and so not, nothing real new, nothing real innovative and, and no real call to anything. Uh, I, as many of you know, I, I am always one. I, I know what you are against. Tell me what you are for. Tell me what you would do different. Tell me what you would do better. Tell me how you would rally the American people. Uh, don't I don't need to know about what you're against. That's uh, that's the easy part of the equation. And sadly, far too many politicians are stuck in telling us what they are against. Uh, give me a vision of something. Uh, give me a, a specific plan. No sweeping generality. No platitudes. Give me something specific that you are going to do, do better, do different, uh, do in a way that is going to rally the American people uh, to a cause or uh, to whatever it is that needs to be done. So. Again, uh, the former Vice President Joe Biden uh, press conference for the first time in 90 days. And again, not not a lot of new yet. He's still going off of the teleprompter. So we'll continue to monitor that here on, on KSL News Radio as we go out. Uh, we're going to take a rain check from our, our good friend uh, Scott Rasmussen. Uh, a lot of polls going on nationally as well as locally. Uh, he did make some interesting uh, comments that you should read in his uh, piece in uh, Deseret.com. And it's the analysis that uh, that he gets to. So many people keep saying, well, it was, you know, everyone got it wrong in uh, 2016. And he actually goes through and breaks it down. And actually, the polls were actually pretty correct. It was the analysis of the polls 
and the spinning of the polls that uh, actually got it really wrong and led to a very overconfident Clinton campaign. Uh, and that allowed uh, President Trump to move into Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, I think, was the big surprise. So, again, a lot of times it's not just the polls. It's how we interpret the polls that really makes a difference in the end. All right, we're going to step aside. You need to stay with us because when we come back, Joseph Grinney is going to talk to us about how we actually change culture, whether that's in law enforcement, whether that's in our communities, in our homes, or in our businesses. You do not want to miss some lessons from some former inmates who are leading the way on culture transformation. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.